Hi, welcome to the Inspired Painter Podcast. My name is Jessica Libor, and I am a Philadelphia-based artist, curator, and art professor, as well as artist coach. In this podcast, I cover topics vital to the success of emerging and established artists, like inspiration, mindset, art business relationships, and artist career strategy. You'll also hear interviews from art world luminaries who share their wisdom. My goal for this podcast is for you to feel encouraged, inspired, and in control of your art career, and to help you become the best artist that you can be. Hello, beautiful artist friends. I am so excited to be here with you today. I apologize for skipping a couple weeks with the podcast. Um, There were just some life things going on and my sister had a baby and um, so I was helping her out and it was just, there was just a lot going on, but everybody's healthy and he's the cutest thing I've ever seen in my life. Um, His name is Brinton Cove Fair and um, I'm just obsessed with him. So that's what's been going on. And um, other than that, I've had a lot of commissions um, for portraits that I have been catching up on. And then um, I am part of two gallery shows. Well, one is actually a museum show um, at the Masonic Temple of Pennsylvania. And that is in Philadelphia, right next to City Hall. Super excited about that. And... um, The other one is at Bridget Mayer Gallery. So I have been creating work for those. Um, And then there's a third one, actually. (laughs) It's a self-portrait show with 33 Contemporary, which is the Poets Artist Group. And um, I just finished a self-portrait. I have not done a self-portrait in years, probably like five years. So I did a self-portrait and I wanted it to kind of have like a fantasy element So I was looking at portraits that I really liked and I wanted to incorporate some of my French heritage. So um, I had some Marie Antoinette informed um, stylizations that happened. Um, And I actually haven't shared this portrait online anywhere yet. Um, And I believe I believe the show starts in October, October 1st. So I'm going to be sharing the finished portrait then, but I'm excited about it. So that's what I've been up to and also getting to know little Brinton. He's just so adorable and it's so fast how newborns change. My goodness, like um, their eyes are starting to open more and even after a week they show such personality and it's just so amazing to see. But um, so the next couple of podcasts, I actually really wanted to focus on a topic and this topic is something that has informed my life very greatly and especially this summer. And that is the topic of focus. So we're going to be focusing on a different aspect of focus over the next couple weeks. And um, today I wanted to talk about eliminating distractions in your art practice. So distractions are the number one thing that is keeping you from really reaching your potential. If you are anything like me, and honestly, like most artists that I meet, you, you know that you're capable of great things. And sometimes you really, you know, get close to what you feel like is 
reaching your potential, but there's always more untapped potential. And you know that when stretched to your full height, you could you know, create these masterpieces and be showing in these museums and just make such an impact on the world and on society for the positive good. But in order to do that, it takes a tremendous amount of attention from you in order to create these things. And it takes you getting into the flow, you know, kind of forgetting about other things. It takes focused, dedicated attention. And in today's society, it is so hard to focus. It's like society has been engineered now to prevent you from focusing. Now, that isn't their actual, um, their goal. Their goal is really to sell you things and to, um, to make money, which is why you get a lot of advertisements, um, even the things that are not, you know, trying to get you to directly buy something. Um, oftentimes, if you watch something or listen to something, it contributes to like a view count, which somehow, um, you know, gets the person um, some monetary compensation, um, and that goes for, you know, podcasts um, or um, YouTube videos or Netflix. Um, it goes for anything. Basically, any form of technology that you use, somebody is getting paid for it. So, um, so they make it as seductive as absolutely possible for you to be glued to your phone, be glued to your TV. Um, and I'm speaking about distractions that are just, um, you know, your phone and your tablet, your laptop, technological distractions. Of course, you may have other forms of distractions in your life. Like, um, oh, I don't know. (laughs) I'm not really tempted by other distractions right now. Um, but for me, when I'm, when I'm trying to get work done and I want to really immerse myself in my art, for me, the, distraction that provides relief is like, oh, I'm just going to like look at my phone for a second, or I'm just going to like text somebody, or I'm just going to check my Instagram and see how many likes I got or whatever. Um, And if you're anything like me, and honestly, most users um, for for, um, those platforms, if you go on Instagram um, and you log in, you're like, I'm just going to check this one thing. Within like one minute, you've like forgotten why you even like opened the app. Um, Or the same thing with like checking your email. If you open your email, you're like, oh, I wonder if they emailed me yet. Um, You're checking on a client or something like that. And then, you know, you get like 100 emails a day and you're like, oh, I forgot about this or, oh, this looks interesting. And you just start to go down a rabbit hole And your attention just starts to go in so many different directions and you forget why you even opened up whatever you're looking at. So basically, this is is an issue um, and I think that everybody struggles with it these days. Um, You know, people from all different industries. But artists especially because we have to be extremely self-directed. All creative careers are extremely self-directed. So we don't have, you know, most of us don't, you know, go to a location where we're working for a boss who tells us, okay, you have to get to you know, your studio at 9am today, 
and then you get an hour break for lunch and you're not allowed to use your phone or else you'll be fired and you know you get to go home at 6 p.m and then that's your free time you know that's just not the reality of an artist's lifestyle an artist's lifestyle is more like oh you know i'm gonna get up today i'm gonna get this project done and however you get that project done is how it gets done and you know if you don't have focus if you don't have that exercise of focus within yourself a lot of times that project just like doesn't get done and you know it's the end of the day and you're like how did i how did i use this day and not actually get this done when you know i know that i could have and it's really like a thousand little moments of getting distracted you know you sit down to to um to work on your art and you you reach a moment when you're working on your art where you're like I don't know what to do in this particular portion of the composition and instead of like thinking about it or walking away doing the dishes and coming back something like that um you know you'll open up your phone and you'll like play on your phone and then it can be like an hour later you know um or you know it can be anything but basically it's like these thousand little pin pricks of attention that are calling your name and actually um i've i've read a lot of interesting books about this there's a book by cal newport called digital minimalism that's really really good and if you're interested in this i would definitely recommend listening to that or reading it um and it's about how to pare down your digital life so that you are less um distracted by everything you know around you and you can actually get meaningful work done because at the end of your life you know you don't want to say <laughs> you don't want or at the end of your week let's go let's even just like pare it down to your week at the end of your week um wouldn't you rather have like one amazing painting done rather than like uh you know 20 hours scrolling on Instagram and being entertained it's just so much more valuable to like create something rather than to consume something and you learn more anyway um so yes um if you are having trouble with this then i am definitely going to give you guys some tips for this um and first of all why do we get distracted shorter attention span these days and that is because we don't have to wait so long for things these days um you know back in like colonial times like people didn't have washing machines they had to like hand wash their clothes and you know they had to cook their own meals and you know there were no text messages they had to like write a letter and like send it to their lover and like wait for weeks to hear a reply you know so people have shorter attention span now because we have been trained that way and they've done um they've done all of these experiments on like rats where um the less they have to wait for something the shorter their attention span is and the same thing goes for humans they've done a lot of experiments on humans as well um and we do get shorter attention span if we don't have to wait for things um it's just it's just how we work it's how the brain adapts um but we can reverse that so there is hope Another reason we get distracted is boredom. Um if we're bored, think of like if you're waiting in line and you just you're just bored, you're like, "Oh, you know, 
And um, so you just decide to open your phone, check your emails, check um, your social medias. And, you know, there's, there's nothing really wrong with that if you're really bored. I mean, I totally get it. But, um, but what I've started doing is resisting that impulse and then just like being bored, like waiting in line, you know, noticing everything around me, noticing the people around me, noticing, you know, the light, um, just like being really present and, you know, kind of like leaning into my boredom. Because honestly, creativity starts to come out of boredom. Um, If you are relaxed and your mind is kind of free and free of stimulation, you start to think really creatively. And it's usually a kind of creativity that like comes from, um, you know, the deepest parts of your mind and brain when you're like really, really relaxed. So boredom is not the enemy. Um, Boredom is great. So embracing that. The other reason we get distracted is we want to feel a sense of relief when we feel something is challenging. So if you are really intense, intensely answering all of your emails one day, and you're like, I need to get this done. I need to like answer all these. I need to like fill out these applications, submit to these shows. It's a lot of like mental focus to do all that work. And sometimes like if you've been doing it for like 30 minutes or something, you can feel like, oh, I just, I just want to like open up Instagram and like get lost in some visual like um, nirvana. <laughs> um, so we, and that can turn into, you know, 20 minutes of scrolling, which is like, you know, a lot, a big part of your day. So, you know, relief when something feels challenging. Also, if you, if you are painting something and you don't like the way that it's going and you feel like you need to find a solution, um, or you just feel like frustrated with something, um, you know, going to social media, um, you know, checking different apps, um, you know, that can be a form of kind of like escapism, like escaping your current problem. Um, and you know, feeling, still feeling like you're kind of doing something, but you're really not. So, um, so relief when something feels challenging. So there's other ways to get relief. So you can go for a walk, you can clean your room, you can clean your studio. Um, you can call somebody, take a walk, Um, you can, you know, fix yourself a snack. There's lots of other like healthier ways to find relief when something feels challenging. So, so anyway, those are the, some of the reasons, just a few of the reasons why we get distracted when we're like working on something. And it can also just be a way to numb out and escape your life for a little bit. Um, let's say you're just like, uh, it's just a long day and I'm just like tired and I want to just like escape my life for a bit. Um, And that is a big reason why people get addicted to social media and just technology in general. There's so many different like apps out there and, um, you know, even video games, Um, you know, you can really, you can really go down a rabbit hole and spend your life in technology. And it's something we really have to address these days because the way that they've engineered technology is so that we do become addicted because the more addicted that we become, um, the more that these companies make in revenue um, because it's based on user use. 
So, you know, whenever you start to feel like, oh, I'm spending a lot of time on this, what helps me is like, wow, I am the product for them right now. And I, I don't want to be the product. I want to remove myself from being the product for these people. And I want to instead turn it around and use it for my own life. Like, um, like I want to master this technology. I do not want it to master me. I want it to work for me. I don't want to work for them. So thinking of that, uh, as you, as you kind of like, um, look at this part of your life and why, why are distractions bad? Um, because there is something in the brain that's like, I need a break and that's fine. That's fine. Actually studies show that you work best. People work best in 20 minute increments of like intense work. And then you need like a five minute, 10 minute break. And then you got to go back and, you know, finish the job. But, um, so distractions, particularly technological distractions are bad because they prevent you from creating your greatest work. They drain your time and they drain your energy as well. Um, like I will say this, like there was a point during the pandemic when I was on Instagram a lot and I, I, I felt like it was because I wanted connection and I wanted to see what other people were doing and I just missed like getting together with people this was in 2020 when everyone was on like this super tight lockdown. And I got really overwhelmed actually, because for artists, when we see like volumes of art that are like just amazing and they're constantly being produced, they're constantly being, you know, shown. There's like hundreds of other artists out there who are all amazing and they are all creating this amazing content. They're all creating amazing work. I felt really overwhelmed and I felt like, you know, I felt overwhelmed. I felt like I needed to catch up. I needed to produce more. Um, I needed to keep up with the amount of content that, you know, these other artists were producing, but really it's a false world and it's a that is that is the accumulation of hundreds of hours worth of work of all these different artists, okay? Like for every piece that's put up by an artist, they had to work on that for hours and hours and hours. But when you see them all together, all these different artists, you get this overwhelming feeling like everybody is producing and everybody is making this amazing work. And, you know, I'm just making this one little piece right now. And um, but in reality, that's what those other artists are doing as well. You know, it's just that when you see it all together, it can be very overwhelming and really debilitating because you feel like, you know, you'll never be able to measure up or whatever. It can have those feelings of like, what am I even doing? So, so that's why, that's why, um, I started to cut back my usage and, um, and just really focus on my own work, my own life, and things feel a lot more richer and more meaningful for me now. Um, and I feel like it was definitely the right decision. So yeah, they drain your energy, they drain your time, and they prevent you from creating your greatest work when you have too many distractions. And w so what is a distraction? So think about your habits. 
Um, what I'm, what I am, you know, looking at for this podcast in particular is your habits that involve technology like phones and email. So they are distractions from doing the actual work that truly matters. So phones and email are awesome. Um, they are an amazing invention. And, you know, emails are needed to get things done, like for exhibitions, for, you know, clients that you're working with. Email is amazing. Uh, phones are amazing. Um, you know, Instagram is amazing. You're able to create a client base and create a business and reach people in like a really powerful way. But, you know, everything needs to be in moderation, right? So I'm going to take food for an example, which is a very just like neutral thing. So food is necessary for us and we need it to survive as the human species. We, we absolutely need it to have like a healthy, happy life. But if we have too much of it, it can cause problems. Um, and, you know, that is a good analogy for technology for me is, um, you know, everything in moderation, like use it, don't let it use you. And, you know, really, you'll know, you'll know when you reach the point of like, okay, I'm just doing this to like zone out, or I'm just doing this to um, escape something else. And then when you when you feel that just like shut it down, just like, you know, remove yourself from that situation and, you know, go for a walk, get into the real world. Okay. And I just want to talk about my no TV experiment for 30 days. So, um, in August and into September, I did no TV for 30 days. And what I noticed was I was much more involved in my own life and I felt a lot clearer. I felt like I had clearer thoughts I felt more um, present in my body. I felt more present in my own life. And I also felt like my life got more exciting and interesting. Because if you're not looking for um, for like a false world um, to dive into, then you, you start to be like, well, how can I create an exciting and interesting life for myself? And I noticed that I spent much more time with friends and um, I had more adventures. I planned things for myself because, you know, otherwise life gets boring. And, um, and I don't think that people realize how much TV kind of like um, saps away the desire to actually make your own life exciting instead of watching these other people like solve mysteries or, um, you know, do all these exciting things on TV. So, so I, yeah, I, I felt like it was really, really great. Um, and it was wonderful. Um, and it ended with, um, I went away on a trip with several girlfriends and we ended up watching Aquaman. <laughs> and uh, it's a very artistic movie. And so that was like the end of my 30 days experiment. But it was wonderful. And I'm probably going to do it again in October. So... Um, how to break the urge. So how to break the urge to check your technology um, and be involved with that. So I found that when I was doing my no TV for 30 days, I, re I replaced it with something else. <clears throat> so what I did was, you know, 
I listened to audiobooks and um, I read books. So I picked up books, um, I browsed through audiobooks, and I listened to a lot of audiobooks, and I listened to a lot of podcasts. And I certainly learned a lot. It was very interesting. But it, it also like kind of cleansed my visual palette because if you're not watching um, a lot of images, then you are generating images from your own mind and from your own life. And I felt like that was really helpful for creating the work that I created during this time. So yes, um, how to break the urge, replace it with something else. Okay, often addiction to a phone is a desire for connection. So we, you know, if you're finding yourself like texting a lot or like um, checking Instagram a lot, often that's really a desire for connection. You want to feel connected to people. So what you can do is make an effort to connect with real people instead. So um, yeah, so reaching out to friends, reaching out to family, um, you know, getting involved with groups, um, going on hikes, um, you know, joining painting groups, plein air groups. These are all ways to connect with real people instead in real life, which will make your life so much richer. Okay, and then you can also try only looking at your phone three times a day. Um, this can be hard because we use our phone for everything. Like we use it for a, um, a watch. We use it for communication. We use it for our emails. Um, but if you, if you kind of like set three times to look at it, like I'm going to look at it at like 9 a.m., check things. I'm going to look at it at like 3 p.m. I'm going to look at it at 6 p.m. Or um, if like you feel like you're too involved in social media, you can set something on your phone. I have an Apple phone and there's something called screen time. It's um, in your settings and you can restrict your app use. And um, currently I put my app use restriction on 30 minutes a day, um, which is enough time for me to check any messages I might have got that like in our inquiries for my art, respond to people's messages and like upload, um, you know, upload some things um, just to keep my account fresh. Um, Sometimes I don't use all of the 30 minutes and that's great. But um, if you set your screen time, then that will help you because basically the app won't let you in after that amount of time, or you have to like go in and manually disable it, which kind of feels like bad, like you're breaking a promise to yourself. So, um, it's, it's just very helpful. I think it's really great. So, um, so making it difficult for yourself to have a bad habit is really half the battle. Okay, so what you can also do is try two-hour blocks where all you do is work with a 10-minute break for every 30 minutes. And you can like set a timer. And this is a technique from Deep Work by James Clear. And it's a really great book. I definitely, definitely recommend it. It is amazing. It changed my life. So imagine the possibilities, what you could accomplish if you were more focused. And I'm sure that there have been times in your life where you've been extremely focused. You know, a lot of times when we're under pressure, we 
we get this like burst of intense focus when we know we have to get something done. And it's really amazing what we are capable of when we focus and put all of our attention onto that. And half the battle for focus is reducing your distractions. Um, Yeah, so those are just a few of the things that I did to help myself focus. I also turned my notifications off for all social media. So only when I check inside the apps do I see anything going on. Um, Otherwise, I I just don't let it like distract me from my day because I really want to just be more present. So yes, this is a very important topic in today's day and age. And I think it is really the number one reason that um, artists don't reach their potential. It's because um, of the focus problem in today's society. So I encourage you to just look at your, your own habits and see how you might be able to tweak those so that you can get better results in your own life and get a, you know, to help you to get where you want to be in life. Um, you know, it's, it's worth the small sacrifice of feeling uncomfortable, feeling bored, you know, having to power through an uncomfortable moment in your work and, you know, accomplish so much more rather than distract yourself. You know, we are adults, we're not children. We have self-control and we can use that to create great things. So I just want to encourage you with that today. I would love to know your thoughts on this. If you um, want to share your thoughts, you can do so on the Instagram page, (laughs) paradoxically. Um, I do use Instagram at Visionary Artist Salon. That's my teaching um, account. And then my personal one or my art one is just Jessica Libor Studio. And all of the links for that are in the show notes. Also have a private Facebook group for artists and we share what's going on in our lives there. So you can also join that as well for a community. And yeah, as always, um, I I do do coaching for artists. If you want to create a game plan for your artistic career, I would love to help you strategize. And if you're interested in that, that is also on the website, thevisionaryartistsalon.com. And that is in the link in the show notes as well. So um, I am about to go to brunch with a friend. It's such a beautiful fall day and I'm watching the leaves fall from my window. And I hope you guys are having a great week, great weekend. And I will talk to you guys soon. Thank you so much for listening to the Inspired Painter podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, I would so appreciate you leaving a five-star review with your experience. This helps other people discover the podcast who might be encouraged by it as well. And if you are interested in booking a coaching call with me to create a plan for your art career and overcome limits that may be holding you back, please visit the link in the show notes or send me a DM on Instagram at Jessica Libor Studio. I can't wait to hear from you. Until next time, stay inspired.